21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Employees are one of the most challenging things that every entrepreneur faces. Uh, when you when you start a new business and maybe it's just you uh, getting started, that has its own challenges. But as soon as the business begins to grow and uh, and you need to add more team members, uh, now you have you know, management responsibilities, potentially uh, compliance issues. And one of the things that goes along with the challenges of having employees uh, is uh, in most states being required to purchase workers' compensation insurance. One of the challenges uh, that folks have when it comes to workers' compensation is that uh, both insurance agents and employers have been uh, taught for a long, long time that uh, that workers' comp just kind of is what it is. Uh, the, the insurance policy is uh, mandated by the state, so it doesn't matter uh, who you, you buy the insurance from, you're going to be getting the exact same coverage. And so people are taught that the very best thing to do when it comes to buying workers' compensation insurance is to shop for the lowest price and, and go with that. Uh, the challenge there, the problem with that approach is that workers' compensation is the number one type of insurance that you can purchase where you control what you pay. If you, if you take the right steps, if you uh, implement the right uh, strategies in your business, you can reduce the amount of money that you have to pay for workers' compensation. Certainly, you know, the state has a say in how the, the rates are set. Uh, the insurance marketplace is, is complex and difficult and that might change things. But when you are doing the right things in your business, uh, you can work to have the lowest possible workers' compensation premium. And when you do that, uh, what you'll find is that the your employees uh, don't get injured very frequently. They're at work and happy and healthy and productive rather than uh, being out of work uh, and maybe getting attorneys and uh, creating all sorts of issues with you having to uh, make up for you know an employee who is uh, is out because of an injury and paying overtime and you know potentially delaying products or having quality issues. And uh, that's why even, even if your business is very small, uh, if you purchase workers' compensation, it needs to be something that you're thinking about more than just the day that your insurance agent brings your renewal in to tell you what the price is going to be next year. My name is Kevin Ring, and I'm the lead workers' compensation analyst with the Institute of Work Comp Professionals based in Asheville, North Carolina. 
And every morning when, uh, when I get up, or probably nine months of the year when I get up, uh, I am wrestling my teenage son out of bed uh, to get ready for school, uh, which ironically is far more difficult now that he's 16 uh, than it was when he was six or seven years old. But as soon as we get him out the door, uh, I have I have two things on my mind when uh, when I walk into my office in the morning. And one of those things uh, is checking on uh, any anything that may have changed or any updates uh, to the rules of workers' compensation around the country. And uh, large changes are rather unusual, but small changes uh, happen at least weekly and, and often more frequently. And, and then in turn, thinking about how that information can help our clients in what they do. And our primary business is uh, working with insurance agents around the country uh, to help them work more effectively with business owners as it relates to workers' compensation. And so it's it's all focused around how can we serve our clients by making sure that they are ahead of their competition. I am an analytical person by nature, and uh, one of my personality traits, and sometimes this is a positive, and other times, if you ask my wife, uh, not so much, is that anytime a, a problem is, is presented, I immediately want to go all the way down. I'm not as interested in, in looking at uh, the surface level, I really want to get down in the the weeds of the problem and and start to sort it out. Uh, I learned that fairly early on when I was young. I grew up uh, predominantly, in the, the 1980s, as uh, computers were starting to uh, become more prominent, I was fortunate that my uh, my parents got us a, a PC in probably 1984 or something like that. Uh, by the time I was in high school, I was I uh, was tinkering around uh, with computers, which ultimately, uh, after I was was done with college, led to uh, a jobs in IT, uh, which was a huge thing. Uh, in the 1990s. It's a bigger thing today, but it it was a really burgeoning industry there. And what, what really attracted me to, to that kind of work was that uh, when there was a problem, you know, I had an opportunity to, uh, to dig in and it was largely not subjective, right? It was, it's either this is plugged in the right way or it's not, or this is working or it's not. And then we have to figure out uh, how to fix it. And then what I discovered as I got a little bit older is that one of the reasons people liked working with me is that uh, I was 
I was skilled, uh, just apparently innately, at explaining complex topics in a simple way. Uh, so if, if you've ever had experience with IT folks, they have a bit of a reputation for being brusque and maybe treating like you like you're not as intelligent as you know you are. Uh, and, and folks found that you know, I could explain to them you know, why something had, uh, had broken. And uh, after I got married, uh, my, uh, my wife's dad, my father-in-law, um, asked me to, to join uh, his new company, this is in 2002, uh, to be their IT person. The business, as many of us have experienced in entrepreneurial businesses, uh, the business was growing off of a spreadsheet into something that was a little bit needed to be more sophisticated. Otherwise, it was going to strangle uh, the growth of the, the business. And uh, what I quickly found as I, I worked with them and then I, I traveled to workshops uh, that we were doing, and I found that uh, this information that I was learning kind of by osmosis from being in the room about workers' compensation uh, was a very similar thing. There's certainly there are gray areas as there are in anything, but there's a, a tremendous amount of, of black and white. Um, it is complicated, even for insurance agents that, that work with this for a living. And it lent itself to, to this skill of, you know, explaining complex topics in a way that was, was clear and, and easy for people to understand, which was, uh, you know, incredibly fortunate for me to kind of land in a place that just perfectly matched what I was good at, even though I had to, to learn another kind of knowledge set with insurance uh, to, uh, to apply that. And, you know, along the lines of, of being analytical, uh, I'm a big baseball fan uh, and anyone who's paid attention to baseball uh, since Moneyball came out in the 1990s knows that uh, baseball is all about analytics and data and numbers. And uh, it also helps that our son plays baseball, which, which makes that connection uh, even more fun. As we've talked about, workers' compensation is complex and there are different levels of that complexity. When you buy a workers' compensation policy, they have to assign uh, payroll classifications to your business. And uh, generally speaking, uh, those, you know, that classification defines what it is your business does. And there are more than 500 different classifications in almost every state. Uh, so you have to make sure that that classification is correct and you'll need to work with your, your agent on that. Uh, then you have your employees, the people that are actually uh, doing the work and you know how much are you paying them? And on top of that, there are more than a dozen 
different types of money or substitutes for money uh, that you are not required to pay workers' compensation on. Uh, things like if you have a business where your employees uh, receive uh, tips or gratuities, uh, you don't have to pay workers' compensation uh, on that. And uh, the premium portion of overtime is excluded in all states except for Pennsylvania and Delaware. So understanding how to keep your records so that uh, at the end of your workers' compensation policy, they, they calculate your premium uh, correctly. Uh, if your business is large enough to be uh, experience rated, so you have an experience modification factor, and that's typically going to be uh, if you're over maybe about $7,500 a year in, in workers' compensation premium, uh, that experience modification factor is used in pricing your insurance. If it's above a 1.0, then your history of employee injuries is, is worse than average compared to other businesses like yours. Your experience modification factor is uh, below 1.0, uh, then your history of employee injuries is better than other businesses like yours uh, where you operate. So there's, there's these different levels of complexity and it all comes together in, in a process. And as entrepreneurs, we all know the value of process because processes are what can tame the chaos in an entrepreneurial business. And we all know that um, our businesses can often feel uh, chaotic. But one thing that in my experience, I've found that pretty much every entrepreneur I've ever met uh, has in common, regardless of, of the business or the industry or anything else, is that uh, part of the reason they became an entrepreneur is that they wanted to be in control. That they were they were tired of working for the man. They were tired of having you know other people tell them what to do and how to do it. So they decided to strike out on their own and and do whatever it is uh, better than than their competition. And one of the things I know frustrates uh, business owners all the time is that they feel completely out of control of their insurance and specifically for me of their workers' compensation. And uh, for, for people that, that desire to be in control and to understand what's happening, to have one of the largest checks that you write every year um, in your business period, more than likely, and certainly for your insurance, to feel completely out of your control uh, is extremely, extremely frustrating. Uh, I would venture to say that that most of you listening to this, when you wrote a check for your insurance premiums last year, you didn't really know why it was what it was. Your agent told you uh, how much to write the check for, and maybe you had a conversation about it, and then you you wrote the check. And I would guess that there was no other check you wrote last year in your business that you have less idea about why it was. It might not have been the biggest check. You might have gone and bought a $2 million piece of equipment, but you knew what that equipment was, what it did, you know, how it was going to help your business. And very few people really feel that way about their insurance. And uh, what we try and do at the Institute is to to bring 
clarity and to uh, to help uh, both agents and employers not only better understand their workers' compensation, but to understand the processes that you can put in place to ensure that your workers' compensation costs are as low as possible uh, each and every year. And you're not always going to get perfect results. No, no process ever works perfectly uh, every single time. We have introduced a, a program specifically built for employers, uh, and folks can learn more about that at lockedandloadedtraining.com. Um, if you want to know more about what we do at the, uh, the Institute of Work Comp Professionals uh, working with insurance agents, you can find that at workcompprofessionals.com. Uh, when you look at LockedAndLoadedTraining.com, you'll find uh, an outline of uh, this program. It's 100% uh, video and uh, self-paced, so you can work through it on your time. And, um, and the license that you purchase for the course allows uh, up to three people from your company uh, to work through the course. So it doesn't just have to be uh, one person getting you know, all of this information and then trying to spread it out. If you have uh, multiple people on your team that can use that, uh, it's, it's all included uh, for that uh, one price. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Imagine a space where triumphs, trials, and tales of entrepreneurship come alive. Welcome to the 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast, a gold awarded journey hosted by Martin Piskorik, connecting with listeners in 95 countries and ranking in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. Join our exclusive community, elevate your perspective and embark on the path to success.